I know I can have that seat. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane. I'm here with my boy Scuba. But before I introduce you for real, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's been a part of this. This is our 100th episode. As you see behind me, we got a random 100. Uh, I didn't think we would get this far, but here we are. And I checked our listens this morning, and we have over 5,000 listens to the pod up to this point, which is amazing. The impressions that we've made so far over this two and a half years. So I'm super hyped. So for the 100th episode, I decided to bring on my bestie, the dude you've heard about on at least 45 pods, the, the man, the myth, the unicorn, Scuba. Give it up for Scuba, y'all. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> As you see, we're, we're wearing uh, our matching regular show hats. He's Mordecai on Rigby because Mordecai's tall and Rigby's short. And that's basically how we look in public. <laughs> <laughs> The dynamic of our friendship, kind of, but but Rigby's a bum in the show. I feel like I'm not I'm not that, but, but I I'm am tall and awkward, and Rigby's super confident about himself. All right, well, fair enough. You got me on that one. I think it's when you put it like that because Rigby's short and reckless sometimes. I try to avoid being reckless. Um, you leave that one up to me. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a big part of our friendship because you being a bestie and being around me for more than a decade. You know more about me than I think anybody else does. And I know you know some stories about me that I don't necessarily want the world to know. But this is a podcast. And I'm sure people want to hear some like, oh, how was Chris at college? Dating, X, Y, Z. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell a story involving me. Try to omit names if you can. And I can be I can be the villain in the story. Like I, I usually tell stories where I'm the hero because this is my podcast, and that's how we give it up. Like, listen, man, I just I was the greatest dude of all time. But sometimes I haven't been the best guy. You know this from firsthand experience. So, yeah, like that one girl that you stole from me at the party that one time. You know, yeah. You I know. don't. Um... So pretty much, we're at this party drinking. <laughs> having fun, doing whatever. This girl comes in. I was like, ooh, she looked good. She was kind of tall, too. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. I'm going to go talk to her. So I started talking to her for a little bit, just, you know, vibing, doing what I do. And <laughs> vibing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And, you know, back, this was when, what, 22, 21? Yeah. I was like, you can't spend too much time around a girl. So I just I backed up, and then I go back to her, you know, back up and then I go back to her so and one of the times that I backed up and started talking to everyone else I look across the room and I see this guy right here talking to her and you know how I knew he was talking to her in a flirty way because he always deepens his voice when he talks <laughs> for some odd reason that's not true all the time and I was just like you can see his arm around the table <laughs> on the side and I was just like dude what are you talking I was talking to her he's like I didn't see you talking to her I was like yeah because I was just leaving her alone to talk to everybody else he's like hey man you snooze you lose and then this asshole just goes back to talking to her I was like, <laughs> that's the way that's the way you remember the story all right yeah, let me let me let me try let me try to shoot myself some bail this mm-hmm. is a story how I remember it. some of what you said is true I'll get I'll admit it you did not all of it you did start talking to her. True. But you forgot 
the initial setup into why you talk to her. Because we were at a party. This when they were playing Soldier Boy back when that was like the jam. Like, Soldier Boy up in there. Oh, watch me crank it. Right. Yeah. Some of y'all are like, what song is that? Because you're 11. But for those of you who are over 25, you remember the Soldier Boy song. Now, you guys don't know that Scuba is an average dancer, but he's a super tall dude, so he takes a lot of attention. I'm shorter, and so I can move I think, a little more fluidly. And this girl could not do the dance. She sucked at it. We saw it when we walked in the room, and I was like, you know what? I'm about to big Scuba up. And then she was like, hey, she saw us doing a dance. She's like, oh, my God, you guys can do the dance. I said, that's true. You know what? That guy taught me everything I know. Hey, Scuba, show her how to do it. And then I backed off. You didn't give me any credit on the setup. I gave you the CP3 assist, and then I left. And I was so proud. I went to a different room. So I have no idea what kind of game you was giving up. I'm in a different room talking to unnamed people. And then I just see you. <laughs> Like by yourself, like 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, maybe he's about to, you know, go back or he's getting a drink. I don't know what you're about to do. And I just, you just like start talking to new people. And I see her on some stairs, just kind of like, hmm. So I walk up to her like, hey, what's up with, uh, what's up with Scuba? She was like, I don't know. He left me. <laughs> see, I always, I was always like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the people what they want they wanted you to be there you left so i was like he left she's like yeah like he was teaching me how to dance he was a cool guy but then he just walked away so then i felt bad because i'm the one that set you up in the first place now i look bad by association so was i self-serving all right maybe a little bit but i said you know what hey i'm sorry about that you know maybe he's maybe maybe you're too much woman for him maybe you got distracted i'm trying to like big her up Definitely throwing dirt on your – I'm throwing dirt on you for sure because you had this. You earned it at this point. But I was like, hey, you know what? Um, why don't we kick it for a second? That's when you saw me talking. My voice did not get deeper. It got louder because the music was loud. I don't mm-hmm. deepen my – I deepen my voice one time. And you saw it. And you've made that our whole friendship <laughs> where I get on the phone like, hey, baby. Hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> that happened one time. Uh, and yes. that time – <laughs> that time I did deepen my voice. I'll give you, if you hadn't been in the room, I probably would deny it. But the fact that you were right next to me when I did it, I was like, all right, you got me. But you denied it for years. That's true. And you finally accepted. Well, like some other things you've denied for years, or I would say omitted for years. Listen, man, the way that people tell the story now. But so still at this party, once we start talking, then you make your, hey, what happened, dude? I'm like, what happened? You had her and you kind of let it fall through the hands. You was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to give her what she wanted. I was like, well, look, um, she's basically off you now. <laughs> like, you left her hanging. She doesn't want to talk to you. I guess I'm in. And then we talked. I think we I think we made out that night or something like that. She's a cool girl. But what? I, was, I saw it. I know you did. You were like, <laughs> like a tear <laughs> just rolling down. But so from my vantage point, that wasn't me being a, a blocker and being a hater. That was me being a good point guard. And then it was the fourth quarter, we're down 10, and you were on the bench drinking Gatorade, taking selfies with the fans. And I said, you know what? <sighs> I guess I got I gotta take it home. Okay. I gotta be this guy to just 
<laughs> get all these and ones and do all that. So, yeah, I don't feel bad at all about that story. I'll tell you that. I told you just for 10 years. I don't feel bad at all. To be fair, most of our friendship, I guess it has been an issue with me closing. And you've always, you've always helped seal the deal when you weren't too busy stealing the girl. <laughs> <laughs> you Listen, people have been rocking with me for 100 episodes. They're like, man, I didn't realize Chris was this dude. They've been hearing me say all this good stuff about myself. And you're like, y'all know the half of it. This guy was... Mary, and most of these stories are from college. So I'm reformed from whatever I used to be. I will say that you give women a little bit more opportunity. You were very uh, hot-headed when you were younger. Was it hot-headed or was it just I didn't have a lot of tolerance for it? I say a combination of both. All right, that's fair. <laughs> like... Yeah, she canceled on me. It's like I ain't talking to her no more. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, you know, she shut up. She said, "Let's go out." She canceled on me. I ain't gonna talk to her no more. Like, dude, like her dad died. What are you? What's wrong? That, that's not what the story was. However, your sentiment is true, and I mentioned this in my pod with Allie, like maybe two months ago. And I had this. This I've had this thought since college. So you, you just kind of confirmed it because she didn't. She thought I was BSing her, but this is true. I have a thing where we make a date, the person that cancels sets up the next date. That just seems reasonable to me. Like we say, hey, if I say, hey, let's go play, play golfing, which is my jam in college. And then I have to cancel. I can't, but hey, sorry, I can't make it. And then while waiting for you to ask me out again, that doesn't make any sense. Like you stop the date, right? So I had a date set up with this girl who I had a majorly crush on, majorly crush on, super cutie. Um, and we were supposed to go to dinner and she ate dinner before our dinner. <laughs> like, I was like, what's going on here? I was like, Hey, you ready to go to the restaurant? Oh, I just ate. I'm like, did you, did, was I not clear about what we we're doing tonight? And she's like, yeah, some people came over and we just decided to get some food. I'm like, okay, so what are we about to do? Cause I haven't eaten. <laughs> it's like when we go to a restaurant, you sit here and drink water while I eat bread and be like, "Oh, you gotta try some of this." I'm actually full from earlier when I ate. So like, what are we? What are we doing? So I was like, you know what? I'm out. I canceled this date, but I felt justified in doing so. And I actually like I kind of cut her off, and then we had a conversation like a month later. She's like, "Yeah, what happened to you? You just kind of disappeared." And I was like, "Well, we set up a date to go eat. You ate before the date." And I just felt like you just, I don't know, were using me for my time or what have you. My self-esteem was maybe in the workplace. So I was like, I'm not going to go to a restaurant with someone who already ate. When we made, this, we made plans a week ago, like it just didn't seem like a real thing. And she was like, oh, it wasn't that serious. Like my friend's mom came over and she was like, y'all have to eat basically. I have to get rid of this food. And I was being pleasant to the mom, but I knew we had a date. So I cut her off after that one little incident, if you want to call it that. And when I told Scuba and like PJ and whoever else at the time, it was like, man, you got to give these girls a chance. I was like, nah, son, like my time is valuable. If you're not here for it, I'm out. So yeah. Give them at least two chances. Like I give them, I give them three, three strikes and you're out. Actually now I've adopted more of a, of a you sentiment. And it's like, I just don't have the time or time into it so oh i can't make it tonight 
how long have I been talking to this girl? Like a week? Nah, I like it. I'll let her. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. The reason I was this uh, cutthroat is because at two jobs at the time. I was working at the gym and I was working at Wendy's. And so my Wendy's job had me working overnight four to five days a week. At the gym, I usually worked afternoons, but I had one closing shift to like 10 or whatever. So I only had usually one night off off. And so if I set a date up on that one night off, that's a, that's a lot of commitment. I'm like, hey, I could have been doing, I could have been in the streets. I could have been hanging with the homies, but I chose to give my one night to you. So if you blow that one night off, it feels like, missing the Olympics or something like it's like ah oh, man you like so maybe I was more cutthroat I didn't have as much available time less than me being like bad to the girls it's like I don't I'm not off again until next Friday and it's Wednesday now so it's like if I don't see you today I'm not gonna wait a week and a half to see you like we are done and so yeah I pull I pulled the blade out a couple times maybe early and what are you gonna yeah. do <laughs> Well, just so just so we're clear, Chris's and I, our friendship started over Wendy's. That's true. Because we had lived together for well, I want to say two months at this point in time. We weren't friends. <laughs> we maybe had like three or four conversations. Like we had the car, so in order to get to Walmart, I had to ask him like, "Hey, you going to Walmart?" It's like, "Yeah, all right, I'm gonna ride with you," and we just sit there and have an awkward car ride. <laughs> saying to each other yeah one one morning he was getting home from wendy's and i was waking up to go to my job this is 6 a.m oh. i look i look into his room because he had it open i smell food and i was like hey man what you got there like like oh it's a new wendy's breakfast that they have he's like i just put a whole bunch of stuff together and made it i was like oh man that's cool it's cool all right i'm off to work and that was the one conversation that night he goes to work the next morning sunday morning i wake up he's putting a wendy's breakfast sandwich on my on my table i was like oh thanks man ever since then and cool it was a, it's such a wild thing that putting food in front of you is what sparked this friendship and it wasn't something like when i was bringing food home initially i just didn't even consider my roommates i was like i was like hey man i'm hungry i've been working for eight hours overnight I deserve this scramble, this windy scramble. And when we talked, I was like, yeah, this guy's about to go to work. I'm sure he has to wake up and eat breakfast in the morning. Let me just drop him off a couple of burritos. It wasn't trying to be some like, you know, super giving or generous. It wasn't, I didn't pay for this food. All right. Hey, like, my friend. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you want to be best friends? <laughs> Yay. And we just like, we, just sat and ate the food. He's like, man, this is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, man. Like this Wendy's is kind of holding down the breakfast game. It's not even Wendy's commercial, but they know I love them. And <laughs> we just sat and I was, I think I told you a story like, yo, man, the crazy thing happened at Wendy's day. You were like, mm-hmm. you know, you just eating the food. You just, I could have told you anything. Yo, man, I made, I made a frosty today. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then it just became a thing. It just, it just, I, I never would have thought from that to, that will lead to where we are now. Like it didn't. I didn't think you were that cool. Well, you didn't know me. <laughs> I was super cute. You just didn't know who I was. I thought you were just some tall random dude in the house, which was not inaccurate. But I just I was like, all right, this guy's just you were working those weird shifts at Party City. So I was like, 
6 a.m. every morning, wake up at like, yeah, I had to wake up early. I think I had to be at work at seven and I just wake up at six because I had someone pick me up. Right. Uh, in the party city. And you would, but you, you would go to bed kind of early too. So it was like, when I'm up at night, living my life, got the night out or those, those random nights we had off at Wendy's, we'll be up, you know, playing games and stuff. You're like, oh, I go to bed guys. I'm just like square. It's 10 o'clock. Get a job. And he's like, I have a job. That's why I have to, <laughs> that's why I have to get up. But I don't know. That was like such a random, because at first me and, well, Juice knows we do the pods, whatever. So me and Juice were super cool at first because his room was next to mine. And we both worked out a lot and we were just like. You guys knew each other before that. A little bit. I knew PJ and he's like, oh, we're going to have a third roommate. His name's Chris. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I knew you and PJ knew each other before that, but I, I, I did not know you nor cared for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't know if I should tell this story. Should I tell the tell story? No, that was with Mark though. I know, but I'm saying like, this is, this is how it is to, to make friends with you. <laughs> so Scuba's roommate, my other bestie, Mark, um him and i became friends over spongebob basically which is another wild story like i was talking about the um the second episode of spongebob where he goes to sandy's bowl and he's like i don't need buddy why do you speak winners and i started doing that and mark heard me he was like yo you doing spongebob and he was like i don't need it and we just <laughs> we just started talking about it and we said we set up a, a spongebob night and like you know 19 years later here we are but when he first met Scuba, I'm gonna let you take it from there. Well, <laughs> uh, mind you, it's Mark and uh, our other friend Kirby, who are right. both downstairs in our apartment, and they're they're doing what they do in college. So yep. studying, 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 and yep. I look. I'm sitting there on the couch because I didn't have to study, uh, nor did I. <laughs> and I look over them and I just had a random thought in my head. So I was like, hey, have you guys ever sucked toes? <laughs> Mind you, they were studying. <laughs> and they just looked at me like, what the, what the fuck? I was like, have you guys ever sucked toes? It's just like, no, mind you, this is 11 years later. I'm, Mark is still one of my best friends. I live with this guy still. So, it's a wild story. I feel like most of the friendships I've, I've had as far as an adult has always come from either an awkward beginning or over food. That's probably true. You know what's funny is that after you ask them about the toes, I think I showed back up and it's like, yo, what's wrong with this guy? He's going to ask me if I suck toes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty much who he is. And do you? Did you answer the question? Because I'm curious. <laughs> it's like, did you say yes or no? Because we actually like, did answer the question until a couple of years later. Yeah. He was like, I do, but don't ask me that when you don't know me. Like, let me, let me build my, let me build myself up to such a bold question. But yeah, man, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of wild times, dude. And most of it was in our, that first place. I still remember the night, because I'm not going to use names. 
Um, <laughs> well, you had your ex and your current girl at our house at the same time. <laughs> what were you doing? Once again, just being being. I mean, I thought I was just being friendly. That's no, you that's you, you better than that. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not letting you get that off. He wanted a place to stay the night. I was like, yeah, we got a couch and stuff like that. All right, I'm Let's gonna go. go. I'm calling timeout, people. Let's. Here's the setup to the story. I'm at the house. Our other roommates at the house. Scoob is at the house with his girl. All right. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> she was that night, and his ex is like, "Hey, I'm in town." Scoob was like, "Oh, that's dope. You should stay at my place." But your girl used to spend the night all the time. So it wasn't like it was unreasonable for her to be there. She spent the night at least three nights a week. Yeah. Right. So you knew there was a is at least a 50% chance his girl would be there. Even if she wouldn't be there. Don't have your ex at the house. Not important. So when he was like, oh, you can stay at our place. I didn't know about this. Juice didn't know about this. We're sitting here watching a movie or TV. And this oh, your cousin girl, too. oh, yeah, she doesn't like you. But that's it. <laughs> no, she doesn't think you like her. That's what it is. Huh. I well, don't know why. You never. It was, a, it was a weird night that night. Well, yeah, she she thinks low of you, given how this story goes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure over the years, that's not who he is. It's like 30 percent of who he is. He's a much better person than that night was. And she's like, that guy's an idiot. I'm like, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> so my cousin's there, me, Juice, Scuba, his girl. We're just watching something. And then all I hear is. I jump up and I go and open the door. It's like, hey. It's like, hi. It's like. <laughs> I don't think I had mentioned that I had a girlfriend. I know you didn't, because she wouldn't have come to the house. <laughs> Why would she do that? Here's what you also didn't mention, to me or Juice, that she would be coming. So when she's at the door, I look at Juice, I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't know. And we got from context within like probably 30 seconds of who that was. And I was like, oh, no. Then I was like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Did you actually go get popcorn? Like you actually went into the kitchen, heated up popcorn. <laughs> While we watched this, because nobody in the room was talking, but you could hear the popcorn popping in the mic. I need this. I need. I need to set the scene for everybody. This is amazing because almost because she brought, she had a couple friends too. Yeah, yeah, she was with one other friend. All right, so her friend doesn't know any of us. Me and Juice, Scuba's roommates, don't know either of the two girls at the door. Scuba's girl didn't expect anybody to be at the house. And my cousin's like, I just can't even see my cousin. So no one knows what's happening except Scuba and his ex at the time, more or less. And she didn't know you had a girl. So I really she, the only one that knew what was happening. It was really you who knew what happened. And the rest of us were like, what is this? So while she's there, you're talking to her, but you're still sitting next to your girl. She's staring a hole in the side of your face, but you're turned towards the ex 
and y'all are having this whole thing and everyone else in the room is like this is so awkward <laughs> no one like, why is she here who is this other girl y'all want some popcorn what's going on it was like it was hard it was uncomfortable not for me this <laughs> well this is one of the like my most oblivious moments i've ever had because 100%. to me at that moment in time i didn't see anything wrong with this in hindsight there were some things wrong with this i think the entire situation was wrong <laughs> like from the jump you didn't do a right move that whole night like you were basically the rockets when they missed 27 threes in a row against golden state to try to go to the finals it's just like you're not gonna make a shot tonight bro just and I think she was only there for maybe about 20 minutes. Maybe she was there long enough. Yeah. Like 20 or 30 minutes. And she only left because she felt awkward. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. She told her to leave. She just left because she felt awkward. But then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed, guys. It just left everybody there, like, awkwardly downstairs. Dude. And then naturally, my girlfriend at the time – like she comes up to her room, she's like, "I'm gonna leave." I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to bed because I gotta wake up early in the morning." And she's like, "You don't even want me to say so." We got into a whole other argument, which I was awake for like 30 more minutes, but I was so tired. I'm like, "I don't want to deal with this. You can leave. You can stay." At this point in time, I don't, I don't care. But the, the nerve of you to act self-righteous in that moment, like, hey, you do what you're gonna do. You've been wrong all night. <laughs> you don't you don't have a you don't you have a moral high ground to stand on. This was an under dude. Is all the time I've known you, this is still the most ridiculous story I've ever heard because there's so many opportunities along the way to make it right, and you just bypass all of them. And really, if it was up to you. Because what you said at some point that night was, oh, you can stay in my bed. You didn't say you would be in your, the bed with her. You just offered her the bed. And when you said that, everyone else was like, does he not realize his girlfriend is next to him? Does he, does he not know she's, hey, babe, what? Because <laughs> you, you were so in the moment of pleasing the ex that you disregarded the entire room. And you were having a time of your life. Like, you were... That was the happiest I've seen you in some time. She was telling horrible stories because she wasn't, you know, we'll tell this story in a second, how I feel about your ex. But mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. The, the ex that came to the house tonight, not the one who was sitting next to him. But you were just like, yeah, tell me about yours. And she was like, yeah, so me and my sorority. And for me, I just feel like you were just eating it up and no one else gave any kind of, we're like, what is this? You don't feel how weird the room is? You should leave. Tell your friend to go. Get a hotel. Stop. And you were just barreling ahead. It was fantastic. The popcorn very, was so delicious. Very tunnel vision type of mindset right there. It, was, it wasn't my, I, I admit, it wasn't my highest moment. Definitely one of my lowest. But here's the thing about being young. When you're 21 <laughs> and you can do shit like that, it's like you're young and dumb. Would I ever do something like that again? Probably, yeah. Um, no, knowing me, it might happen. <laughs> but I'll be more aware of what I'm doing. I mean, I feel like yeah. right now, even though I could, could I be friends with the next? Maybe, 
at this point. Depends on who the ex is. But I feel like if I was to ever get married and I wanted to bring an ex over, I'd explain more. He says no. I think that's it. A, that's a no I, fly zone, sir. I think it's a fine idea. It'll be cool. I think it's a horrible idea. <laughs> I think it's going to end horribly. But yeah, we, cool. had, we, got, we had to add it like an addendum to this story because I had never seen the ex that showed up that night. But we had talked. <laughs> so Scuba and I, we were driving somewhere. And you were on speakerphone, right? And I will let you take it from here because you, because this is. No, you, no, you, you take the story because your, your version of it is actually just more hilarious. Listen, I don't even know what she was saying, but I know I said something real disrespectful. Like, yeah, what's she talking about? Like, it was, it was just like, cause she was talking and you were listening to it, but she had been babbling for some time. And I'm like, yo, what the, yo, who is that? Yo, that's just dumb. Like I'll just shut it down. And she, I guess, heard it and got fiery back at me. And then I was not having none of it. It went off on her. I was like, all right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I just didn't know what was going on. You got so mad for no real reason. That's true. No real reason. And ever since then, she, I don't think she ever liked you and you never liked her. This is facts. So, even that night kind of brought it full circle and made it even more hilarious for you because not only did no one else in the room like her, like that just gave you more reason to not even like her. I feel very good about not yeah, liking her. Just eating up everything she said. You were, you were, listen, you were, you were all in there and you know this about me from younger. I'm better now. I think I'm more mature. A little bit. When I was younger, I would just say what I felt and there wasn't a lot of filter to it. So I hurt people, but I was always hurting people in the name of honesty. Like I'm not like a mean person. She was out of pocket on the phone because she had been talking for a long time about nothing. And you had it on speaker. So maybe this is your fault for having it on speaker. But I was just listening like, what the fuck she talking about? It was, it was just so annoying to me. So I just shut it down. But in general, there are many people up until like a year or two ago that I would just say the truth to, I would just say it bluntly and it would hit them like, Oh wow, you're a bad person. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not trying to do that. I don't have the, the wherewithal to sugarcoat it. So it, it comes down and this is your and I is like friendship. Mm. Cause you say something like the meanest shit to me, but it's kind of like sit better, like just do better. But it comes off in a, if someone was to overhear what you would say to me. Oh yeah, they would think like, I hate oh, you. Yeah. Like, do you guys hate? Do you, does he like not like you? He's like, no, he just wants me to do better. So it's I think the dynamic of your and I friendship is like you've always done better and you've just wanted me to do better along with you. And I think that's why that's part our of it has worked so well because it's you doing better and then you wanted me to do better and I do want to do better but then again it's like (laughs) (laughs) but i always got you on like something else like when you moved out to cali oh yeah and when you first initially said it you're like hey i'm gonna move to cali and he's like oh how long it's like maybe in six months i was like all right cool road trip (laughs) and you're like no no i'm not gonna (laughs) shut it down (laughs) 
It's like, oh, we're not, it's not a movie, Scuba. Like, come on, man. And then as we got closer to the date, I was like, Once, every time I talk to you, it's a road trip. I had already started saving money because I'm like, sure. this shit happen. Like, <laughs> like it's, I started mapping out exactly what we're going to do, where we're going to visit and everything. Yeah. And then like, road trips, you're like, no, like road trip? Maybe. Road trip? Uh, look, it's looking like that. Road trip? Yeah, we're going to do a road trip. It's like, yes. You are, you're persistent. Like, I've never even thought about having a road trip. Like that's so when you said I'm like I'm gonna drive around and visit sites. I'm trying to move and be in Hollywood and start my life. I couldn't care less about a road trip. But as we got closer to the date, I was like, well, I'm not gonna just fly there. I gotta transport my stuff, and it just like it, it just bent itself back towards a road trip. And I was like, dang, this is what Scuba always wanted. And we had a really good time. Like it was, I don't regret any of it. I'm actually happy you, like. I regret probably not breaking up uh from orlando to houston oh yeah that was a drive missing fourth of july that night and almost missed that delicious pork oh my god so good yeah so good. but yeah i would have probably just said hey let's spend a night in new orleans let's spend a night in houston instead of driving stopping in new orleans partying for four hours and then continue driving to houston we have plenty of time to do the trip. Like we really didn't have a reason to like stop it. <laughs> like like we didn't have a reason to push straight through because I had to work for like a week after I actually got to Cali. So it's not like and you were you were flying back. So it's like it's not like you had like we could have done a lot of things, but I think you're right about our basic friendship dynamic. My role and basically most of my friends' life, it's not just you, it's just you've known me the longest, is I want to be the friend that's always trying to move things forward. And whatever that capacity is, if you're a musician, I'm pushing you to put music out. If you're a comedian, I'm pushing you to write newer material. If you're you, I'm pushing you to get a better job or a better girl, which has been basically 10 years of me knowing you. It's like, you can do better. No, nah, she's cool. No, she's not. Get her out. <laughs> get out. Very true. But because my thing is, if you don't take what I say, like if I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to nudge you in the right direction and you don't take it, I can't, I can't make you take it. But if I don't try to push you, then I'm not doing my job as a friend because I have a vision for my life and for my friend's life, for my family life. And if you have potential, I want to see that exercise. And the worst thing that people have is they have potential and they don't have people who push them enough. They let, they have people who let them fall through the cracks and they don't, make them go further and harder. And that's in my life and my family. I'm sure that's maybe in your life and some of our friends' life. And I'm not going to be that dude. You may not like me for a certain period of time because I'm like, hey, man, let's go. Let's keep moving. You're like, yo, you get off my back, dude. Like, I'm not breaking up with her. I'm not getting a new job. You may, you can, you can give me, and you've cut me off a couple and like bits and pieces. Like, I'm not talking to you for like a week because I said something about somebody that you cared about. And I'm like, listen, this is what I see this person's not good for you for these reasons. And you were like, no, nah, you don't get it. I'm like, all right, fair enough. But at some point I know I did it righteously. I did it not to be a bad person because I don't hate you. Obviously I want the best for you. But if I see something, I got to say it. What happens after I say it? Who knows? But if I'm pushing you and then that pushing you gives you the nudge you need it and you start doing better, then good begets more good. Just like bad leads to more bad. And so I'm here for the arguments I'm here for do better 
it's such a simple phrase like, hey, man, do better. But it's every part of life. Hey, man, what happened? Oh, I just slept and missed my job appointment. Listen, man, do better. It's like, are you right? Because we can always do better. Like, you told me to do better many times. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that medicine. I don't want it. But I need it. So, yeah. I spent a lot of time poking and prodding. Because I've seen you from this super awkward kid who couldn't close the deal at all to this fake this Mrs. Still awkward. Your Girl. <laughs> I can't close the deal at all. <laughs> I've seen you as the, I'm going to pull myself out of the friend zone, which almost never happens. And then I've seen you be Mrs. Still Your Girl, where you meet somebody in one night and they more or less fall for you. I'm like, how are you pulling that off? I've seen that. Huh? I still don't know. No one does. It's, it's, it's quite the enigma. It's like, how'd you pull this off? I don't know. One cruise. Oh my God. But you know what? You know what started helping you though? Is the the bear move thing. Ah uh, yes. Once once the once the epiphany came. So I'm not gonna get into the whole theory yet, because that's gonna be a whole episode and we need the whole time for that. But I believe that you can approach a woman a handful of ways based on what you pick up from how they're approaching you or what they're giving off in terms of vibes and that kind of thing. But we all have a natural, let's call it fishing technique. So the guy who has the money, his technique is flashing money. Hey, drinks on me. Hey, you want to go to Nobu? Yeah, that's his, that's his bag. He's not the tell me about how you feel. Let's be emotional, dude, because his pish stick is the money that you got the super enlightened dude who's just like open your third eye your chakras are misaligned that's their thing and then you got like the nice guy like whatever scuba's a nice guy that's his thing scuba wants to go on dates he wants to like go on walks beach retreats trips that's his bag which is a good bag because that's like a relationship bag but a lot of girls don't want to be in relationships and so what I started noticing was you're treating girls who don't want to be in relationships with relationship bait. And that's making you go into the friend zone because they're not looking for that. So when I said, hey, Scuba, start making more aggressive type moves. Like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I want. If they're feeling it, then y'all are in alignment. But they're like, oh, I don't see that. That you save yourself the time that you would save on four, five, six dates on talking on the phone, hanging out. Yeah, we know, I know, we, we know the girl we're talking about. <laughs> and so when I said this, like you actually took it to heart. You were like, oh, I guess you're kind of right. And you started making more aggressive bear type moves. And yeah, there's some girls who were like, no, I might, but there are a lot of girls who were just like, yeah, I'm here for it. And you didn't have to go to Six Flags three times and go to Universal and go on a weekend retreat to Raleigh, North Carolina. Like you could just, hey, you want to go to the beach and then come to the crib? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, cool. Wow, wow this works. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, that, I guess I would, I think as we get older, it's more of the, I don't, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm kind of adopting your philosophy. Like I don't have time 
for all the BS. Like granted, right now with COVID, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> I don't have any time, but it's just that I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with all that anymore. Right. And I think possibly because due to your I'm put teachings up there. <laughs> Disciple. <laughs> and it's, I think now I approach relationships a little differently. Like, yeah, I still want to do that. And I would like somebody to travel with, but at the same time, I don't want to have to jump through those loops of uh, tracking you down, wanting to go on a date or, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, ah, I'm over it. It's just what it is. And that's partly because of you. So I feel like it's, we kind of switch roles a little bit sure. where you girls more and you want to go hiking and <laughs> hiking and go on a picnic. Hey man. And then hey. I'm out here just like, Hey, I can't make it tonight. Whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's something wrong with hiking school, but let's just put that on front street. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with hiking. Right. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Can you try to throw me under the bus? <laughs> this this guy's over here taking walks. Man, hey, man. Okay. We're on the over here. You guys are in Florida. You do whatever you want over there. Well, you know, I did go to the Springs the other week. That was fun. Yeah. I don't have that option. <laughs> we have trails and mountains and maybe the beach. Everything else is pretty much shut down. But I think uh, you're right that as you get older, you start kind of like formulating these thought processes. And I told you this, but I didn't tell the people this. Actually, I think maybe I did where like my thought process is constantly evolving. So I talked about the bait you're using to get girls, um, how, like how you see them. And then even like the self-confidence thing, I mentioned to you on the last cruise we took where what I was saying and what I was doing was different. I'm blaming you for this. Yeah. I blamed you for this in a moment, but then in retrospect, I blame myself because I should have been more convicted. But in a moment, we saw a group of women and it was just me and Scuba. We normally do cruises in packs. It's like seven to 10 of us, it's a lot of people. And what was it eight to 10 girls? It was a lot of girls. It was a bachelorette party and they were so many girls so it was like 10 girls and we saw them like you know we, we had we have a whole system when we go on cruises like day one is like you just watching vetting and then you start mm, okay i'm watching this and then you start making moves and then whatever but we saw them and then we kept seeing them and i was like i don't see no dudes in this party it's just straight ladies and it's me and you and I said, we should go talk to them. We're two wild and crazy kids with cool hats. <laughs> we can do this. The school was like, get out of here. It's so many of them and so few of us. And I was like, yeah, man, you're right, Scuba. You're right. But what I should have said was, even if they say no, Scuba, what difference would that make? We're still on the boat. There are other people. Why don't we do it anyway? Really other people. Hmm? I said, were there really other people on that cruise? There were. Come there on. were. And so, so that happened. And we get to the last night of the cruise. And 
there was one girl in particular in the group that I thought was like a superstar. Just visually, I don't know her personality. And we are at the club. There's always one club on a cruise ship. And we're there on the last night, desperation day, whatever. And we see her and one of her friends come in and eventually we do this whole elaborate plan to basically get the attention to then make a move. This move I made was ridiculous because I literally ran over them to comment on what you were doing. It's like, can you believe what this guy's doing? Hey, I'm Chris, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's one of the sorriest moves I've ever made. It was in the middle of the dance floor enjoying myself with this other girl. And we were just doing some wild dance moves. That's right. And of course, Chris just seizes the opportunity to take what I'm doing and make fun of it as his own. But I'm happy he had the end to my, you know, however you would say it. My... I, well, I wasn't making fun of you. You were, you were doing God's work and people were stopping to watch. And so while they were like, look at this guy, he's doing God's work. I saw my peripheral, the girl, and I was like, oh, I gotta go make a move. And I like, I shook off like three or four people. They're like, yo, I'm like, get off. <laughs> I had to, I stiff arm at least two dudes. And I ran up to them and I was like, oh my, like, listen, that's my, that's my boys doing work. And they're like, oh yeah, we've seen you guys around the ship. Yada, yada, yada. And got the handshake, got a little dance, got a little, and it was like, well, we could have did this two days ago. We could have did this already. Like, I didn't know you had noticed us on the ship. I was like, yeah, we saw you guys do yada, yada, yada. And I'm over here thinking, you know, they didn't see us. But, or that there was too many of them for the, how few we were. But really, it was just, you should have came over. Because who knows? Who knows? So that was, I blamed you in the moment. And I was like, man, Scuba, you, you took my confidence away. But it wasn't your fault. It was on me. Because I was... <laughs> I didn't want to get I didn't want to get turned down and then have to see them for the rest of the cruise and just be like hey, hi. I didn't want that awkwardness. So what? It's a big group. Yeah, I know. Like if you did but we did the math of it, at least one or two would have been like cool. Four or five are probably booed up, and other few I would I didn't want. And just to be honest. But the idea that one or two would be like, yeah, you guys are cool. Like, let's do karaoke later or something. Like, mathematically, if it's 10 girls, I got to think we 20% would be like, yeah. <laughs> like, you got to think that. Whatever. Have some fun on our cruises. Oh, man. You've been like, you're like, here's the thing. Let me, let me, let me shoot you some, some bail now. As awkward as Scuba is on the mainland, Scuba on a cruise is an, is an assassin. <laughs> like, he's a whole different person. It's like, I think the fact that we only have so few time on the boat, like, you're, all that awkwardness is just condensed. You're not, not awkward anymore. It's just, I know you, get how to wear your, you get to wear your flashy suits. You get to be tall. <laughs> you, get to just, you get to just be in your, you get to expedite everything. So where in real life, you would take a long time because you're trying to like, laid traps for deer over a span of like four months on a boat you got 72 hours or whatever and you work you're expedient and you find one y'all do i don't know bingo or whatever and i say you know like you you got you got one locked in i'm amazed at how effective you are on cruises 
I don't get it. I'm not going to brag because I don't understand it either. Like it just happens. And I don't know. It's, I think it's just because, like you said, I get to be tall and I get to wear suits. I, I live in fucking Florida, in Orlando. The humidity is ridiculous. I can never wear a suit outside. No. Or wear my blazer? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's too damn hot. It's like 90, 90 degrees average. No, I'm not going to wear a fucking blazer. So I think it's, I, I think I can have that ability here because we have clubs here and we can go to karaoke and do all that stuff. But I think it's just being in that group of people and not having, I feel like to do all the work. Yeah. Like when you go on a date, it's just you and the other person. I feel like when you're there, it's you, the other person, but guess what? I got eight people and you got like four people and everyone's kind of keeping each other engaged. Right. So it, I think it kind of relieves some of that pressure for me at least. I don't know what it is. Like I am, as many yeah. times I'll be like, man, Scoop, be sure to close the deal, whatever. When we get on a boat, I know you become like Mariano Rivera. Like you come in and then <laughs> top of the ninth, I'm like bottom of the ninth, that boy's throwing cutters all day inside corner. I'm like, how's he throwing these pitches? And it just works. It's like, like our styles, our approaches are diametrically different. Where like on the mainland, I feel like I'm in my, I'm in my space, I'm in my zone because I'm just whatever I'm thinking stuff through I'm setting up dates months and I have more time because I'm a, I'm a planner even when I do something like you know like a like a bear type aggressive like yo let's meet up yada yada I've thought about it for probably a day day and a half already I've told you many times just don't think do and you're like no that's how I end up like you and I was like well <laughs> I'm not my brain is not programmed like that like it not all the time. I've done a lot of impulsive stuff, but I've done way more not impulsive stuff. <laughs> it's like the ratio is like five to one. It is not like, so if I do something impulsive and I've told you, I'm like, yo, man, what'd you do last night? Do I end up being at a club? It's like five in the morning. What happened? I don't know. I just went with the flow. And then we just, here we are. Like I've just end up in places sometimes, end up with people sometimes. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here with this person, but here I am. But generally, Mind you, you're sober the entire time. That's what I'm saying. I think because that's the, that's the age. That you know what it is? I think that's what it is. Because I'm sober, me being impulsive is still a decision. But when you're drinking, the decision has been taken away on some levels. Like, oh, I was, oh, I was drinking, so I just – so you can always lean – if I do anything, it's like I knew what I was doing. And I, I knew what I was – so I can't, I can't get away with as much as you can. And so I've – I'm I'm low key jealous of the fact oh, that I don't get to be when I drink. Like, also, thanks. Look, and I still stand by this. The only reason that I would ever get that drunk in college was because I knew you were there, and you gave me that reason to drink. It's like I always have a DD. If I didn't have a DD, I wouldn't be drinking as much. But now that I know that you're going to take me home, I can drink as much as I want, and I can be as reckless as I want. Because you're there. And that's been our whole friendship. You've always been there. You try to save it at the end. You just, take some, just take some personal responsibility. You drink because you want to drink. All right? Listen, I tried to blame you earlier for my shortcomings. Don't try to put this on me. This is you want to get super faded. But whatever. But I resp- I, I, I'm jealous of the fact that basically our whole friend group drinks. And so 
you guys just getting drunk and just doing wild stuff, even if it's a mistake sometimes, and sometimes it's a mistake, where I'm like, who is that? It's like, I don't know. I don't want to know. But <laughs> I don't want to know who that is. But I'm sitting here like, I had a fun night too, but I remember everything. And it's, <laughs> it's weird talking to a woman like at a club or something when she's been, even if she's not drunk, she's just been drinking and maybe she's three or four drinks in. She's at least not where her normal state of being is, even if she's depressed only a little bit. And I'm having a coherent conversation and I'm getting somewhat less coherent stuff back. And it's just an uneven thing. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as gratifying. That's why I like planning out day stuff and things like in advance, because I know I want to keep us on the same playing field as long as possible. Cause I want you to drink. If you drink, like I've never gone on dates or dated a girl who wasn't like at least a wine or whatever drink or they drink, but I don't want it to be like, you're always in the state and I'm always in this state and we're never like on the same page. So well, you got to drink. So you're both in the same state. Nope. I just gotta be, I just gotta work faster <laughs> or, or I just gotta and do more daytime activities which is where I guess stuff like hiking comes in because people don't drink the hike because you'll die. <laughs> it's like you slip on a rock and fall down the hill and that you high up there. So if you're doing that nighttime activities and yeah, alcohol probably will be a part of it, but it's, it's definitely, my life would probably be easier if I did drink, honestly. Cause I'd be like, Hey, why don't you come over and you know, we do some tequila and all. That's not my thing. Get a little bit of wine. Just have pour pour yourself a little bit. Roll it around, sniff it, just sip it. Sip it slow. So you'd be like, I'm drinking. <laughs> Pinky out. You know how you know how drunk how fast I would get drunk if I was just like at a vineyard or something, or if I was like I would I don't have any tolerance. I can love vineyards. So much free alcohol in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be faded, dude. Oh, well, I'll drink two glasses of wine. I'll be like, you checking me out. Like, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be faded. Like, we took an Uber. You're an Uber. <laughs> it's like, there's no way my body can handle alcohol. Not for real. Or the day that you decide to drink, I'll be, I promise I'll be the sober one. And I'll let you drink. So you're saying you don't want to wild out with your boy Gilly drunk? You will bypass that to be responsible? That's not our friendship. That's not how we live our life. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to make myself look good in front of the people. <laughs> Don't lie to the people, school. But no, damn well, I'll be right there drinking with. <laughs> Let's go. Like, and all the stories I've told, you've never been the responsible. Like, actually, the only time you've been responsible is when you told me to always be prepared. Oh yeah, that was the only time. I was always very responsible. So this, the always be prepared goes back to before I even met Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, this was like when I was maybe 19 and I went over to this girl's house, but she still lived with her family. And she even said, we're not going to do anything. So I just chalked it up to not even doing anything. Okay. Uh, we get there. She kicks her family out of her bedroom. We're making out. She's like, do you have a condom? I was like, no, because you weren't going to do anything. Why would, I, why would I bring a condom? Ever since that day, no matter what, 
I will always bring two condoms with me. One for backup or one just in case for like round two or anything like that. But two, I always bring two condoms with. Fast forward, Chris, he's going, he's going out, he's getting ready. And I'm just like, hey man, take a condom with you. And he's like, he's like, nah, man, nothing's gonna happen. I was like, hey, take take two condoms with you. And he's like, nah, he's like, like, ain't shit gonna happen. Sure enough. I get a call while he's driving back home and he's like, uh, you, you were right. Something <laughs> 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 did happen, but it couldn't happen because he didn't have the condoms. And ever since then, what, if, what do we do? Always bring two condoms. Here's, here's a part of the story you left out, which is the best part of the story. I texted you while I was at her house saying, See, man, I told you nothing was going to go down. And then my Zach words were, she don't know how to get sexy for your boy. Because <laughs> that was when Kanye had dropped the album, Dark Towards the Fantasy. And it was like, uh, and Chris Rock was like, who taught you how to get sexy? Yeezy taught me. And we were, that was like in my head at the time. And I was like, she don't even know how to get sexy for your boy. And you were like, I guess you're right. And maybe 10 minutes later, things started popping off. So when I called you, it was off of, hey, be prepared. I told you I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to be prepared. And then it was, you're right. <laughs> so it was like a whole roller coaster of a story. That drive home was so lonely. Oh, it was a rough one. So satisfying. Yeah, you were, you were so smug <laughs> on the phone. Like, you're very rarely, like, wrong, like, right about stuff like that. So when you were right, oh, I almost didn't tell you. It probably would have been best not to tell me, but I'm glad you did. And I, <laughs> I wish I would have had suspenders on that night. <laughs> Just so I can. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, you know, I told you because I needed you to keep me accountable going forward, but I also knew you needed that win. Like I knew you would get a lot out of, cause I had, up to that point, I had been telling you a bunch of stuff. Hey, do this. This girl's not good for you. Whatever, whatever. And I had been batting a pretty good percentage. And I knew you were like, damn, I'm tired of Chris always being right. So then when I was completely in the wrong, I knew it would taste like manna. You would just be like, ah, ah, give me more of that Chris being wrong. I was like, all right, you got it, fam. So I gave you that, fully expecting repercussions to come um, for you to tell everybody, for y'all to get a good laugh at me. And sure enough, y'all didn't stop laughing. It was to this day. Still a great one. That's a really good still, But even still to this day, anytime I go out on a date, I always bring two condoms. Just it's 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 good advice for life, people. We're just saying, even if you don't use it, have it available. It Better doesn't hurt. Not have it. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt you to to not to have it. Like it's it's it's, it's, like, just, it's like insurance. Yeah. You're like it's cool like you are you ever really going to use your insurance no but when you get in an accident aren't you glad you had it that's exactly what these condoms are for so people guys and girls sure yeah always bring two condoms so that's my that's my life lesson for <laughs> i was telling a story um on a hike actually recently and i was telling a story about how i had 
like three condoms one night just because I was really in my bag. But I literally destroyed two on like the opening and like <laughs> it was just like it's like, like oh no, it's like one down. And then I was like, oh man. And I remember like I think I told you were juice. He was like, yo, man, how was it? And I was like, came home empty-handed. And I was like, whoa, but really it was like I just destroyed. <laughs> I failed miserably on two. And I was like, thank God for that third one. I don't know what happened. I think I was nervous. It may have been the first time or something. I don't know what it was. But I just know that, like, just to open, like, I think I bit through it. Like, I was like, that's, oh, that's, a, that's a fail. Yeah, I never bite it. Never yeah, bite it. Yeah, so oh. I got it. I got it. I ruined it. I'm telling you I failed in this moment. You don't have to be like, hey, you know, you failed. I know. I'm telling you that right now. I'm just saying. But if, you're, if your hands are moist, then it's like you still you can still rip it open. My hands have been very moist, and I we're getting we're getting we're getting get off track. People don't want to hear about this. <laughs> they don't. I'm just like I'm telling you, this is this is laughing my pain because it was funny because I was like when I got to the third one, it was like you better make this one work. It's like we both were like, all right, this is now or never. And then it was almost like a little like you know when someone misses a bunch of free throws. And then he finally make one. The audience gives that, oh, like that sarcastic hand clap. It was like, hey, he made it. He finally didn't ruin one. I was like, all right, we're here now. Let's just, just do it and move on. Let's just plow ahead, all right? <laughs> just get this moving. All right, so we're going we're gonna to end on a slightly funnier note. So Scuba works in hospitality, and you're the only person on the pod who works in that industry, really. So we don't have these stories really coming through so i told you this in a pre-show to kind of have a story ready so hopefully over the last hour you thought of one but give us one of your funnier like hotel hospitality stories about usually it's customer service is where things normally go off the rails so because people really get get off on karens and kens and random people going off on you well i mean i got a couple i got a couple but we got time some of them are are funny some of them are just all about these karens uh but it wasn't it really there was this one lady she actually wasn't my guest but uh i was working and we're just in the window we're helping people and all of a sudden i hear this lady scream at the top of her lungs my son is gonna die because you're denying him i was like what the oh. i was like what the hell is going on <laughs> and it got to the point where it's like, mind you, there's a line of at least 50 more people waiting to, and guest services like to be helped. And this lady is just going off on this guest service rep. And she's like, my son, like we come here all the time. If you don't give me what we need, my son's going to die. And we're going to sue you. I'm like, and the guest that I'm talking to, and he's like, what's going on? It's like, I've been helping you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Like, we've been here what, what makes you think i know about that and it got to the point where she was so outrageous and she kept screaming my son's gonna die my son's gonna die that one i even tell my guests i was like if her son's gonna die why is she even here <laughs> just it's good for him just being logical but all of a sudden like five minutes later you just see security coming and like everyone in the line just kind of 
backed up, I swear for at least the next 45 minutes, like nobody yelled at us. Nobody like raised their voice. It was just, Hey, I just need this. Oh, here you go. Oh, thank you guys so much. <laughs> like for the next 30 minutes. Cause they just realized how ridiculous people are. Uh, just wanting things. And it's like, fine. I like, I like people. I like uh, helping people out on their vacations. Like I come from a big family. There's 11 of us plus the parents. Jeez. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like we would always go to trips. We go to Disney universal when we were younger, uh, take trips out to Colorado and back to DC and things like that. So I enjoyed that feeling and i and to me i feel like if i can kind of recreate or make a make a family's vacation that feels good you know so it's never like hey i don't want to help you it's just that certain things are like okay this is what the company says we can we can we can bend some policies we can do this but other than that if i can help you i'm going to help you but from the guest like perspective, it's like, you have what I want. You're going to get me. It's like, well, ma'am, once again, I always say like, you could, you could catch more flies with honey <laughs> and people that come up like just being mean and nasty. It's like, I, whatever you want, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm not going to give you any more unless you like come up to me and you're smiling, you're happy. You're like, Oh man, I can't wait to do this. You got your kid there saying, this is my first time here. It's like, then I'm going to go out of my way to help you. It's just as simple as that. But people don't understand. They think, Oh, me yelling is going to get me something. It's like, "Mm, not really. Like some people, yeah, they'll, they'll yell. But when you're dealing with me, like shitty, like I said, I got 11 siblings. We've cursed at each other. We've hit each other. We've called each other names. Like nothing really gets to me. So all you're yelling, you're just like talking to a brick wall and I'll just be like, so what is it exactly that you want? <laughs> I want to say who? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, well, what? <laughs> and it's always, it's always a fun day at work especially when you have when you walk away with great drinking stories that you could just tell people it's like you'll never guess what happened today but uh there's a there's been other times where you know i've helped this one this one family they actually had valid concerns like their their child was like disabled he wasn't he was physically disabled he was and then like a wheelchair he couldn't really move he couldn't do anything like these people came from England yeah they were they were British and they came to my window and they're like look like we have our son he's he can't really ride your rides like he, he can't support himself he can't do any of that he's he was nonverbal too and it's just like we came but our vacation is kind of ruined because of that and like for that I feel like I tried my best. I went ahead and like told them all the things that they can do, all the things that their child can still experience. I went through and like set up other uh, forms of entertainment for them, character meet and greets, things like that, where they get to skip the line and not have to wait in the line. Uh, and then I gave the families a couple of passes so they didn't have to wait in the line so the rest of the family can enjoy it. 
but it's really it's really thrilling and satisfying uh, when you're able to really make somebody's vacation. And it's always, I guess it's kind of like a bit of selflessness because I look at I it. I'm on the back right now. All right. But <laughs> like, you good off. Like, go ahead and get your thing off. I'm like, this guy's over I guess, listen, I'm no, I'm no hero. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm still people at home like, this guy has been patting himself on the, on the back this whole time. He's like, I just, I'm not the greatest. Just trying to. It's rewarding. Year. <laughs> it's rewarding and it's, and it's satisfying. And I think that's kind of why, like, just based on my family history and stuff like that, I was technically supposed to go into education uh, because my mom's teachers, my sisters are teachers, my grandmother was a teacher, my cousins are teachers, like, my dad was a teacher, like, my whole family is teachers, educators. And I feel like that's where I was supposed to go, but I ended up going into hospitality, which granted my family thought was a little weird and I've enjoyed it ever since. <laughs> You're perfect. It's, hospitality. Funny. it's funny now because I'm in, I'm, I went back to school, I'm getting a master's in communications, but with a focus in learning and development. So I'm like, I guess I, I still am teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, couldn't, I couldn't escape it. It's just a different form. Instead of in a classroom, I'm doing it with, like a hospitality company or something like that but that works out dude like you never miss whatever your destiny is you're gonna catch it because if you hadn't gone to hospitality you wouldn't have gone to rosen and we probably wouldn't have been roommates for whatever reason and and then we wouldn't have this amazing pot episode 100 (laughs) or all the ridiculous stories i know some of you guys are like i enjoy the stories but it's heavily redacted because there are people's names that we don't some people are married. Some people are listening to the buy and they're like, hey, that's my story. So we try to protect the identities, but we try, trying to give you the funny part of it. But if there was like a unofficial therapy, like XX podcast, where we just say, yeah, we put names on these streets. Um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be a seven hour pod of just stories. <laughs> that's, whoa, it was rough. Funny, but I want to, I want to close on this. Actually, I gave you the chance to pat yourself on the back. You went ahead and did it, but well, what's your, what's your defining memory of our friendship? Cause I have mine already. I know what it is, but I'm going <laughs> so I'm going to say mine. And while I'm saying that you can think of yours, but like someone to be like, what moment or whatever describes your friendship? Like, what would it be? My moment is we used to be big Pablo Francisco fans uh, growing up. Like, whatever, because he was a great comic, I think. And I saw him recently, and okay, whatever. But he had this whole bit <laughs> about, I don't even know what the whole bit, I just know like his, his punchline was, dude, you forgot to feed your fish. That was this whole thing. And he was talking about, oh, I remember. He was talking about having a friend as a cop blocker, and he would just cop block in varying ways. He'd just come to your door, hey, dude. <laughs> he just he'd come to the door and say whatever. But his funniest one was, you forgot to feed your fish. And so school's room was across the hall from mine in college. And we all love Pablo, whatever, whatever. Usually we close the doors at our house. We're just having doors open because we don't want company. And Scuba's door was cracked open. And I thought Scuba was in a room by himself. And I thought it would be hilarious to just kick the door and be like, hey, you've got to feed your fish. We have a good laugh about it. And so I see the door. I'm like, I told Juice, yo, Juice, somebody get this off real quick. And I like... I was like, yo, Scooby Brown to feed your fish. And Scooby was like, yo, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was like, are you a fucking ass? 
I was like, what happened? But his girl was in the room in the bed with him, and I didn't know she was there. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm sorry. I closed the door so quick. I was like, yo, his girl's in the bed. He's like, what? And I felt horrible. When you said, are you a fucking ass? Which people who watched the Juggernaut sketches back in the day, oh, I'm the Juggernaut bitch. Like one of his lines were, are you a fucking ass? So we're using Apollo Francisco and Juggernaut jokes in this real life moment. I felt horrible. You came out and you're like, what are you doing? I was like, I was trying to be funny. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. I didn't realize she was there. Why would I do that? And you were so mad. And I didn't have any, I couldn't defend myself. I was like, she's really small. How could I have known she was there? <laughs> the covers were over. <laughs> it's like, you were, you were furious for like a day or so. I kept, I was, I felt bad, but I didn't stop laughing, which didn't make the situation any better because it was still so funny to me, but it was just me trying to be goofy and silly. And it, uh, yeah, you fucked everything up. Yeah, you got over it. I did. It I mean, was funny though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like for one of us, it's like, okay, fine. It was, in the moment, no, it was not funny, yeah. but overall, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like our a good moment in our friendship was, you know, what you hid from me for like five years. What? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> don't do that. That's not a good moment in our friendship. That that's, is. Like my, that's like my worst moment. I know, but it's also a good moment. Okay. <laughs> because at the end of at the end of it, it's like I don't really, I didn't have a reason to be mad at you that's what i thought I, mean, <laughs> I, was, I was more upset not that you did it but that you hid it from me for like five years because like you and i have never like really had a big falling out no we've been like, good we, like i feel like most people have been friends this long they have some type of falling out and then they get back together and goes on and so what uh but you and i have never really had that so i was just i was curious as to why you um, hit it from me for so long because the whole thing is like when I first moved up there, there was this one girl that I met and we okay. became friends. Please, 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 please tell the story because people are like, we're being real vague. We can actually tell a lot of the story, so you can go into it. But I kind of liked her. I thought she was cute. Mm-hmm. And like we would hang out and we became friends and stuff. We'd go over our house to go to parties and things like that. And this is maybe like a year later. I never did anything with her. Uh, you always got into relationships very quickly, but <laughs> she's quick. <laughs> she's good, bro. Off the grid. So, uh, one day during a hurricane, I didn't have to go to work and I didn't have to go to school. So all I did was freaking sleep. <laughs> that's like, if I wasn't working, I was at school and I was just exhausted. So this whole hurricane happened and I'm just in my room knocked out. And all of a sudden I just remember like waking up, but I was still sleeping. I actually thought it was a dream, but like she came into my room and she's like, hi, hi. And like tried to talk to me, but I was still like sleeping. It's like, oh, what are you doing? And I go back to sleep. And then I wake up. I was like, hey, was she here? And you were just like, yeah, she just came over for a few. And we played, you played uh, GameCube down there. We played Smash and stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay. It's cool. Years later, I want to say this is like five or six years. That's some years later. It was 
you'd moved you'd moved to Miami when you told me, but you didn't tell me as to tell me. You, it slipped out. Because <laughs> we were talking about it. It's like, yeah, man, the time that she was in my room and I was like, wait, what? It's like, uh, uh, I was like, no, 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 no. You got to tell this part now. And he's just like, ah, uh, well, you remember when she came over and you were like, you didn't know if you were dreaming or stuff like that? I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, we did play GameCube and Smash. and But we also went in my room and we did other stuff. And I felt like every time you told the story after that, just more and more things happen until like, I feel like I didn't get this complete story until maybe four years ago. It's like one day later. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I never understood why you felt obligated to hide it from me for so long. And I'm like, I've never done it. I don't have a claim. Uh, not that you can claim women, but like I didn't say, hey, she's off limits or right. anything. Like, it just never happened with her and I. But you felt the need to hide it for so I'll, long. I'll try to, listen, I'll try to explain myself. Let me start by saying this is not one of my better stories. So, all right, so let me just, this is, this is my red table talk moment. Like I was in an entanglement. <laughs> okay. I was, I was in an entanglement. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I don't look good in the story. There's no, even, no matter how I try to flip it, it's not a good story for me. It is a funny story, but it's not important. So as Scuba mentioned, he had the crush on this girl. He would bring her over. I didn't like this girl. We got to establish that. And I made it known. I didn't like her to her. I wasn't this dude behind her back. She was always trying to make jokes. And I would be like, your jokes aren't funny. I think she thought I was doing the negging thing where you say something negative and like, no, nah. I was a, trying to be a comedian and I was offended as a comedian about how bad her jokes were. I'm like, your jokes are bad. I don't like them. I thought she was kind of weird. Wasn't a fan of her. You liked her a lot. And so that's eventually where the story goes, where I know how much you liked her, how much you wanted things to pop off with her. I couldn't care less about her. Like when she came over, I was like, oh, she's here again. Like, I was like that. It wasn't like, oh, hey. And at some point, she hit me with a DM. I think she commented on a post or something. And we started DMing back and forth. Nothing crazy, just whatever. And we, she said, like, hey, we should, like, you should, we should do something. And I was kind of like, I don't know, man. And I think I asked you, I was like, hey, what's up with you and old girl? You're like, oh, we're just friends. And I was like, all right, cool. And at some point, she called you her big brother. And that's when I knew you would never get with this girl. <laughs> I was like, you will never get with this Oh, Scuba, he's like my big brother. I'm like, well, case closed. <laughs> Open a shut case. So when she said the best, the, the big brother thing, I knew you were done. So I'm like, all right, cool. So now I know I'm not going to like be blocking him. And this is when I was working at Wendy's still though. So like my schedule was still super, super tight. And we set up a thing to like link up to like, I don't know, get Froyo or something like that. And it fell through. They set up another one that fell through. I was at the point where I was like, hey, it's not happening. And then we set up like a Thursday and that Thursday happened to be my day off. It happened to be the day the hurricane was hitting us. And she was like, well, I kind of want to see you, but it's a hurricane outside. I'm like, well, look, I work until like next Saturday. So either you make it work tonight or I'm not going to see you for like a week and a half basically. And she didn't respond. So I'm at the house playing video games, scuba's in this room. 
I'm not thinking anything else about it. I'm just like, do, 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 because it's not going to happen. All of a sudden, I hear, open the door. She's there, like, in a raincoat. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? She was like, I wanted to see you. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, then we started playing whatever, whatever downstairs. And then at some point, she was like, is Scuba home? And I was like, yeah, but he's asleep. And she's like, oh, let's go to his room. And I was like, no, let's never do that. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. And she was just incorrigible. She just ran up there. She just ran up there. And I'm running behind her like, this is a mistake. This is bad. Because at this point, like, you don't know that we're whatever. But we haven't done anything enough to, like, I, again, it's an entanglement. This is a bad situation for me. And she goes to your room and starts, like, whispering in your ear, like, come out and play. And you're like, Ugh. What is that? And she's messing with you. And I'm like, get the fuck out of that room. <laughs> like, get out. <laughs> and she comes out and she's like loving life. Like, ah, that's so fun. I'm like, no, it's not. Cause you're trying to put our friendship on the line. And then, yeah, we go to the room, whatever. And we're supposed to meet the following Saturday and that fell through. And then like a week or so later, she was booed up again. And then she was off the grid. So I didn't talk to her, I didn't text her, I didn't see her. And so partly I didn't say it because I'm like, well, she's not even around anymore for either of us. And then I didn't see her for a long time. And then when I went to Miami, I saw her down there. And that's what sparked the story up again. Because then when I was in Miami, she wanted to rekindle some stuff. And that's when the story like leaked out. But then I was like, well, since I'm already telling you this part of the story, we also are going on a date in Miami. This is why I was being grimy, bummy. I don't feel good about all this. But the whole point of the story was, I knew that if I told you, given how hard you worked to get her, and you saw how much I didn't care and that how far I had gotten, I was like, that'll be bad for his ego. That'll be bad for him to like, like, you just ignored her the whole time. And I was like, yeah, and you made her breakfast and you went on dates, you did all this. And I was just kind of like, ah, and it worked out. So I was like, you know what? She's not my girl. She's not around. Scuba don't really got to know. I never, I never keep any other secrets from you. Like, you know everything else about every other girl. But I was like, he'll need to know this one. And then you did. And then you were devastated. And then I felt horrible. And I was like, see, this is why I didn't want to tell you. He's like, well, you should have just told me. It's like, why didn't want to tell you? Because I didn't. I was like, why didn't you just tell me? Like, I still don't understand to this day. It's like, just tell I said, me. What would have changed? Like, you would have, you would have hated me more in a moment. When we were still forming our friendship. When you found out, we were already six years deep in our friendship. You couldn't even be mad at me, really. It's like, damn, this guy's already, this guy's already infiltrated my friendship circle. <laughs> it's like, I can't be mad. But like, that happened like year two of our friendship. Like, we weren't like, maybe even year one. Like we weren't like super like tight yet. So I was like, damn, like we didn't have a trusting bond. Once I moved to Miami, we had already been friends for over five years. So it was like, dude, we've already been through a lot. So... If this is going to kill our friendship, we weren't good friends. But a year in, dude, you can, you can borrow my car for too long. We're not friends anymore. You can, you can, you can eat the rest of my rice. I'm like, you, you finished my rice, dude? Like, and we could be not be friends. Rice. <laughs> yes. So part of it was I cared about our friendship more than the chick. Part of it was I knew I was in some entanglement BS. Part of it was it didn't go far enough to merit me telling you at the time. And also, I was going to take it to the grave. You were never going to know about that story. <laughs> I was like, Scoop was never going to know about this. And then you find out. And so here we are. But. You know a story I could have dealt without? 
Uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing that right now. It's we'll, not even you. Well, I know, you. We know. I know the story. I know the story. <laughs> they don't know the story. They'll hear it next time because we've gone over our time. But Scuba, no, this is why I normally do like a social media shout out. Scuba doesn't do Instagram because Scuba's too cool for school. Um, and he doesn't post for content. So there's no way people can follow you on Facebook, but for what purpose? You don't really do anything and you don't do IG or Twitter. So maybe that's why your stories are such a part of what I do because you can't tell your own stories. So I'm kind of like a voice for your life and for mine. So I can't direct people to find you. Just tune in and keep hearing about more of our scuba stories going forward because there will definitely be more. But thank you for yeah. being here. On we have episode. a lot of we haven't talked about a couple of cruises. Oh, dude, we have so much to get into. But Vegas. Oh, God, Vegas was wild. That's what I'm saying. Like, we've been friends for over, a like, almost a, a dozen years. So, like, we have a lot to get into. But we'll have you on again. This is episode 100, so I wanted this occasion to be dope. You came through, told some stories, made me look bad to my people, which I appreciate because we needed to hear from the other side. I know. I know. You probably paint yourself as this God's gift to man. I don't. I'm very self-deprecating, actually. Like, I, I realize I fall short a lot. This whole journey is about discovery and figuring yourself out and talking through issues and stuff. Yeah, I'm the hero of my story most of the time because this is my story. I'm not going to tell you all my bad and not none of the good. I got to give, I got to give my, I got to big myself up sometimes. But yeah. I'm here for. Yeah. But you, you, gave, <laughs> you gave all the negative, but. Thanks for being here, Scuba. I hope you guys enjoyed this extended episode with Scuba for the 100th episode. We'll have you on again probably before COVID ends officially to like check in with the Vegas story because that's a long story. Get more in depth with the cruises. Talk about not working for five months. That's not, nobody cares about that. That's not going to be interesting. <laughs> it's like, let's talk about the past. People care more about that stuff, but Thank you guys for tuning in to Unofficial Therapy Podcast. Thank you again for all the support. We're two and a half years plus in, 100 episodes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We have a YouTube channel now. This has been awesome. I don't know where this is going to go, but hopefully episode 150 is a thing and then episode 200, and we keep going until, you know, I can make some money from this <laughs> and say, I'm done being trained. I'm doing a podcast now. But uh, Scuba, thanks for coming through. Thank y'all for watching and listening. I will see you guys next time. Deuces.